Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We got uh, we got a lot to talk about today. War in Ukraine, war crimes in Israel. We're going to talk about uh, exactly what dioxins do. Of course, it's been a big uh, topic ever since the derailment of the Ohio uh, the Ohio train derailment. We'll see some videos from uh, experts in the field. It's worse than we even thought. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Today was just one of those days. Those days, about halfway through the news gathering, it was just like, "Oh God, oh God!" There's it's all it's all going wrong. <laughs> well, you don't know which way the gun's facing. That's the only issue. All right, uh, we're gonna take your calls, of course, throughout the show today, uh, and lots of videos to show you. In fact, a lot of um, hearings taking place on Capitol Hill. You'll be very interested to hear all about, as well as some statements from the FBI and others. That we'll uh, show you the video of and really break down, dissect, figure out what the truth is. But for now, let's just get into it with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks. Your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 1st of March, 2023. FBI Director says origin of COVID-19 pandemic, most likely a lab incident in Wuhan. FBI Director Christopher Wray said that the agency has assessed that the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic was most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan, China. Ray told Fox News' Brett Breyer in an interview on Tuesday that the FBI's work on determining where the pandemic originated is continuing, but many details related to the investigation remain classified. That's national security after all. That's not all he said. He also uh, lied straight to Brett's face and by extension all of us by looking into the camera and swearing that the FBI has no interest in censoring people on Twitter. What? Just because you have a ton of emails showing that's exactly what we did doesn't mean we have to acknowledge it. We're above the law after all. We'll show you videos from that interview later in the show. Meanwhile, Lori Lightfoot becomes the first Chicago mayor in 40 years to lose re-election. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost her bid for re-election Tuesday, ending her historic run as the city's first black mayor and first openly gay person to serve in the position. (laughs) Another couple of uh, historic firsts going down in flames. It's embarrassing, isn't it? I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, Paul Vallis, a former CEO of Chicago Schools, will face Brandon Johnson, a Cook County commissioner endorsed by the Chicago's uh, teacher union. Ideologically, the choice between Vallis and Johnson is stark. Vallis run, ran as a moderate law and order candidate, while Johnson ran on unabashedly progressive agenda. Uh, they want change. Chicago and sent a message. They want change. I guess they're sick of being murdered. Meanwhile, Denver imposes natural gas ban on heating and cooling equipment in commercial buildings, multifamily housings. New building codes in Denver will ban national gas furnaces and water heaters in a new commercial multifamily construction starting in 2024 in a move that officials say will make the entire population controllable from a central database. Their every appliance will be monitored and controlled. That's the reality of the situation. It's just just another one of those another one of those cases where 
First, you see all the late night people go, uh, the Republicans have this crazy new idea that we're going to ban gas stoves. They have a new lie they're running with to fear monger for everybody. Those crazy Republicans. Anyway, your gas stove is banned now, though. That is true. We did do that. So get rid of it or you'll be arrested. Pretty amazing stuff. How just <laughs> they're just doing it. <laughs> they're just doing it, folks. Uh, meanwhile, Israel should wipe out Palestinian town of Huara, says Senior Minister Sm- Smotrich. Uh, Huara needs to be wiped out. I think the state of Israel should do it, top Netanyahu ally says, days after settlers rampage through the West Bank town following terror attack. Yeah, we'll cover that a little bit more. Uh, finally, yes, World War Three is uh, coming down the pipe uh, faster than ever. Putin ally Lukashenko meets uh, Chinese leader Xi Jinping in Beijing as they strengthen their alliance and get ready to uh, take on NATO and America. We'll talk more about war later too. It'll it'll be nice. It's Wednesday, March 1st, year of our Lord 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Very glad you're with us today. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We're going to have a lot of time to do it. No guests today, so we're going to be opening up the phone lines in the second hour and taking your phone calls throughout the uh, second and third hour of today's program. We're going to start with a little bit of uh, international news before showing you some videos of the FBI leader Chris Ray during his interview yesterday, as well as several uh, hearings going on on Capitol Hill and what that means. Also, some troubling developments in, in a, a really a wide variety of <laughs> topics, including a guest on uh, this show being tracked down and confronted by the Capitol Police, of all people, as we uh, look back and remind ourselves that the Capitol Police used the unapproved tour of the Capitol on January 6th to accrue unto itself untold powers and to create a nationwide alternative federal police system that's uh, unaccountable to anybody. It's pretty amazing, pretty incredible. Again, you know, just just like so often, the uh, motto of the globalists, talking about the globalists, they're just doing it. They're just doing these things, and none of it's legal. None of it's through a process that anybody could point to as constitutional. Uh, They're doing it anyway, and we'll get into it. Let's begin with some uh, international news here. Again, the... uh, Protests against the war in Ukraine continue to expand. Anti-NATO, anti-EU, anti-war protest rallies hit Germany, France, and Italy. Rallies across the U.S.-led NATO bloc, the EU, uh, supply of weapons to Ukraine, and anti-war have been held across France and Italy and Germany. At protest sites, demonstrators defaced and tore down NATO and EU flags. The demonstrators massed at Brandenburg Gate calling for peace talks and an end to the conflict in Ukraine, demanding Berlin cease supplying Kiev with weapons. Uh, They slammed the German government for trying to ruin Russia. 
urging uh, leaders to make Moscow an offer so that peace talks could begin. The rally, she said, represented the start of the Citizens' Initiative and the launch of a new strong peace movement in Germany. The rally welcomed protesters across the political spectrum, declaring anyone who wanted peace with an honest heart was welcome, although neo-Nazi provocateurs jostling for media attention were not. The organizers counted some 50,000 participants while the police gave a lowball figure of uh, 13,000. You know, we showed you videos of uh, these events taking place, but it's just, just worth reminding everybody that in order to save democracy, we are going to war despite the vast majority of people being against it. Makes just as much sense as anything else happening these days. Volodymyr Zelensky in the stories at Infowars.com has another soundbite just deepening, widening our real, at this point, hatred for the guy. <laughs> he was just weird at first. He was just like kind of gay and like flamboyant and like gremlin-esque, goblin-like, orcish, if you will. But at this point, it's like a real, uh, I'm really sick of this guy. Really am. And, and you'll see after we show the video. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky warned the U.S. that if the Ukraine loses, uh, then Americans will have to send their sons and daughters to war with Russia over the Baltic states, and they'll have to fight, and they'll be dying. Uh, let's, let's watch the gremlin uh, say this now. Clip number 17. Zelensky demands the U.S. sends its soldiers to die for Ukraine. Let's watch. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Yeah, I'll take the risk, I guess. I guess we'll see. I guess that's okay. That's fine. Like if Russia comes to America, I guess, I guess we'll fight then. I don't, uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Like what? I, I, it's, he's like, if Ukraine falls, Americans are going to have to send troops over. No, not, not, no, <laughs> that's actually not true. Uh, actually, no, that's, uh, no, you can just, you can just go away. No, you can just go away now, actually. And, uh, we'll be fine. We'll all be fine. Ukraine will actually be fine. It'll be better off than with you in office, uh, perpetuating this senseless slaughter of your entire population over your desperation to cling on to provinces that prior to the Russian invasion you were routinely massacring. So no, that's fine. You, you just do your own thing. Like, it, it makes no sense. And the way this is being uh, portrayed in a lot of media is as if Zelensky is demanding – that American sons and daughters go right now uh, to die. That's obviously not what he was saying there. He was saying that uh, if Ukraine falls, then we'll have to fight because uh, we have to fight them over he- over there so we don't have to fight them over here because they're using the same playbook that they used 30 years ago for the war on terror because it worked so well because Americans can't wake up apparently. We can't shake ourselves out of this stupor where we just fall for every war that gets offered up to us. And we'll talk a little bit later about how the uh, lab leak theory is now being transmogrified into uh, war with China, as if that's in our best interest as well. Uh, We could just not do any of that. We could just have peace. We could just demand a diplomatic solution to what's going on in Ukraine, as the Russians seem to be desperate to come to the table, but 
they don't have to. They're going to win the war if we don't. And of course, the, the whole point of all this, I guess, is that NATO is desperate to have Ukraine join. Ukraine can't join NATO while an active conflict is going on. It's like a core rule of NATO. You can't join if you're in, you're in a war at the time. Uh, so there's like – it's like everything's impossible. Like the war has to end if they want to join NATO, but uh, they're refusing to let the war end and come to a peaceful solution because they're so desperate to get into NATO. None of it makes any sense. All of it's backwards. I honestly think that uh, one of the best things that could happen right now is if they were to just call up the draft. I, I think it'd be fantastic to call up selective service and make all the uh, young American people out there decide who they want to fight and who they want to fight for. I think, it'd, I think it'd be very different than Vietnam. You know, Vietnam still had this uh, holdover of, like, honor in our society where people felt it was their patriotic duty to go serve overseas at this point. Uh, you know, half the people are right-wing, and they think that the American government's been taken over by globalist forces who want them to go die in a pointless war in Ukraine for their own financial benefit and, you know, power struggles. And uh, the other half is leftists who think that America is evil flat out and uh, want to destroy it in the first place. So, you know, it's like – it's just too easy. It's over there. It's, it's not happening. It's not affecting us. You can wave your little Ukraine flag and – wear your little Ukraine t-shirt and it doesn't actually affect or, or bother you. I wonder if they would have the same support for the war in Ukraine if they were the ones that had to fight and die in it. I wonder if, you know, their name came up in the draft, if they would be more willing to get shipped over to become cannon fodder in Ukraine or if they would maybe band together with fellow draftees to uh, take on the U.S. government that is attempting to murder them. I wonder which, which side... Which path most Americans would follow if you got your draft summons in the mail? I don't think people would run away to Canada. I don't think people would uh, do anything of the sort. I think you would see immediate widespread calls for peace across the entire country with everybody going, what? No, me go to war? No, no, no. We have to stop this war right now. Now, I was all for it before, but you want me to go fight it? I have to actually have skin in the game? No, we're not going to do that. No, we have to have peace right now. I love peace now that it's me that has to suffer. It would be hilarious if there was a prerequisite for the draft. You had to have put the Ukraine flag in your bio. I mean, they should be the first to go, obviously. I think, you know, if I was going to institute the draft, that'd be the first thing. If you've ever advocated the, for the war in Ukraine, if you ever had a Ukraine flag uh, anywhere near you or on you or on your social media profiles, uh, politicians and bankers could go first. I'd put uh, Victoria Newland in a uh, cardboard tank, send her out in the front line. You know, uh, she started this war. She should be the one fighting it. That's just my thought. There is a war for the future happening right now. There is a war that will control my destiny, your destiny, our children's destinies. And that war is something that we can win, but it takes dedication. It takes commitment. That's why I ask listeners respectfully to go to InfoWarsStore.com and buy great products that will enrich and empower your life while keeping us on air at the very same time. InfoWarsStore.com to get a signed or unsigned copy of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, Ultimate Bone Broth, Back in Stock, Nitric Boost, uh, the amazing CBD oil we have that's the highest quality you're going to find anywhere at more than half off. 
It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, some of the very best products. And a lot of you have never shopped at InfoWarsStore. You've been watching for years, you've been listening for years, but you've never taken the step to go to InfoWarsStore. These are great products that really work and are amazing. Plus, they keep us on air. So again, please take action. Go to InfoWarsStore.com today, and I thank you. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation, to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality, full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to keep talking about uh, the war in Ukraine for a moment. It almost sounds uh, contradictory, the idea of, like, war crimes, right? Because war is a crime. Like, well, you know, what makes, one, what makes one crime during war that much more incredible than any others? But, I mean, it makes sense. You're going to have war. You're going to have conflict of some sort. And just as a matter of, like, caution almost – you need to have certain lines that you don't cross, right? Because it's a Pandora's box. Once you do one of these things, it means the other side can do it and it just becomes hellish. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? You, you don't use chemical weapons, for one thing. They're just so horrific. You just – you don't want to do it because you don't want anybody else to do it to you. It's just, it's just one of those things. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of these uh, types of rules, and you know they all they all sort of make sense, right? You don't uh, kill prisoners of war because once a prisoner of war is in your custody, they don't pose a threat to you anymore. You don't have a legitimate reason to kill them. You have to take care of them, uh, right? Prisoners of war have rights. Chemical weapons is obviously one. Uh, attacking civilians, you know, indiscriminately would obviously be another. Now it it can get little bit vague sometimes right when you have people housing a, a missile battery in a hospital and firing on you uh, you know and you take them out and they go you bombed a hospital and eh, well you put a missile battery in there right there, it can sort of you can blur lines a little bit sometimes but one of the you know main war crimes it just it just makes sense it's just like Human decency in a lot of ways. Again, it's a war, so it's kind of funny to talk about human decency. But one of the 
real big no-nos in, in war is to use a very specific tactic that is to bomb a place, wait until medics arrive, and then bomb the medics. It's just something you don't do. It's a violation of you know, various treaties and agreements between uh, countries, and theoretically, by signing on to these agreements, the Geneva Accord or any of these others, all the signers of that agree that like, if somebody breaks one of these laws, even if they're your ally, you're obligated to not be allies with them anymore. You're obligated to do something to not allow that to continue. But it seems like every week or so, there's a new video of Ukrainian forces really just like checking these off a list, right? We've showed you the video of the chemical attack. And the weirdest thing is the Ukraine army films these and then uploads them. So they're not shy about the fact that they're violating war crime statutes. We showed you the, the one of uh, Russian guys in a trench and it's a drone floating over a Ukrainian drone and they drop down uh, canisters of gas. And then you see the, the Russian guys start twitching and, and dying like a, like a roach being sprayed with raid, right? So that would be a, a war crime actually. You also have video after video. I haven't played them on the show that much, but if you're a subscriber to the um, Substack, then you've had access to these videos of Ukrainians killing or torturing prisoners of war. They do that. They seem to be quite proud of that as well. Or doing things like um, you know, finding citizens that don't support the war and like, tying them to a tree and taking their clothes off and uh, humiliating them for everybody to see. Sort of a different kind of war crime. But we have a new war crime uh, to cover today. Uh, this one is, just like I said, there uh, blew up an ambulance that came to take care of uh, victims of their previous attack. So we'll go now to clip number 16. Here's the uh, attack itself. Again, Ukraine filmed this and uploaded it. They're proud of this. So there's a, a drone floating above where this attack takes place. Let's go now to clip number 16 where you see Ukraine uh, committing yet another war crime. Let's watch. You see the ambulance uh, over there in the left corner, and that was the explosion. Now, this was in Donetsk, one of the provinces that declared independence from Ukraine and has since been uh, under occupation by Russia. Uh, clip number five here, these are the ambulance drivers in Donetsk, the EMSs that actually uh, were attacked right there. Uh, let's go now to clip number five as they talk about being victims of a uh, war crime. Let's watch. He says people were asking for help, and at that moment, the place where the truck was uh, parked was shelled. After that, my squad leader got in touch. He reported that the driver of the truck was wounded. The ambulance, he means. It's another guy. Uh, while I was explaining to the driver where there was a safe place behind the building to hide the truck, I saw a drone flying overhead. I ordered the driver not to start the engine of the truck. At that moment, an ar artillery shell flew into the wall of the building we were standing near. 
The driver was injured. I grabbed him by the shoulders and pulled him away. There was an electrical substation nearby. We lay down behind the substation. I saw blood under his bulletproof vest. I realized he was wounded in the shoulder. And he says, shelling of the uh, Kivesky district of Donetsk doesn't stop at all, all day, every day. Before, if we speak about 2014 to 15, 20 minutes, one hour max, now six to seven hours nonstop. We see a tendency. There's a shelling. We arrive there and they're shelling again. We wait for 30, they wait for 30 minutes for us to arrive. We arrive there, start assisting people, and the shelling resumes. But they've changed their tactic again. They don't shell two times, they shell three times. They wait again. Our guys hide in the shelters as soon as we go out, put out the fire, help people. There could be people under the debris, doors stuck, people can't get out, can't get to the basement. Then the shelling resumes. What kind of tactic is that? I don't get it. I don't understand that tactic. Shameless scumbags terrorists, that's my answer. What message can you send to people who want to hear you? Uh, God forbid they have such a life. Yeah, it's not a tactic. It's yeah, it's a war crime. Terrorist is actually the the appropriate label, I think. There, so these are our allies, right? This is these are our weapons flying down. It's your tax dollars shelling the ambulance drivers, trying to help the victims of the the previous shelling when they're shelled for a third time. That's you know, with with every every one of those explosions, just picture you know the new elementary school, the new hospital wing. Uh, the new repaving of your entire town, like uh, just all the money, the millions of dollars that we could be spending here instead is going towards uh, literal war crimes as a tactic now by Ukraine. Not a one-off, not an oops, you know, like a, an Obama-style, you know, we tried to drone a terrorist and accidentally got a hospital full of civilians, are bad. No, it's a tactic. It's on purpose, uh, just like this chemical attack. Uh, was and then they make videos and put it out to show how proud they are and these are our allies and hope you'll talk about it and uh so we're complicit in all of this we'll talk about that on the other side i've got some good news our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80 percent reorder rate with customers that's the good news they're amazing the bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Welcome back, folks. You're watching InfoWars. This is the American Journal, although we're sort of going, um, going all over the world today. talking about our allies, just our, our wonderful allies who we just have to support all the time, no matter what, like Ukraine, as they commit war crime after war crime, after nearly a decade of shelling their own people, killing 14,000 of them, you turn a blind eye to that. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I can't remember what the, what the way that we got to this point was, but you know, it's like comparing what, what's going on now to something like the Soviet Union or some sort of other, you know, communistic hellhole. It, it's almost worse now. It's almost worse because at least if you were a subject of a communist regime, you could plead ignorance. You could claim, you know, you just don't know what's going on. The news is kept from you. All the news that you get is, you know, they, you know that it's a lie and you just understand that. You just don't know what's going on. Your regime is doing evil stuff, but you're not to blame for that because you're kept in the dark about all of it. Like we're not kept in the dark about any of this. We know exactly what's going on, and we still have theoretically, and if we choose to exercise it, a representative republic. So like it's almost – you know, it would almost be nice to be able just to go, well, we don't know. It's just the regime that's doing this, and we have no say in the matter, but it's not. We actually do have a say. It actually is – our fault, really, at the end of the day, that the people that we keep allowing to rule over us keep doing this, keep spreading terror around the world, keep instigating wars with no discernible benefit to anybody. It would almost – ignorance is bliss. It would almost be nice to just be totally ignorant of all of this, be able to learn it 20 years from now. Oh my god, that's what was happening? What? I had no idea. I was an ignorant communist. But we're not ignorant communists. We have all of this information in front of us. And sure, you know, in a lot of ways, our media is more skillfully controlled and you know, orchestrated than even the communists were because we still are given the illusion of differing opinions. But again, it's just, you know, it just takes – Moderate intelligence, a, a slightly curious mind to look into any of this and figure out what's really going on. And nobody will do that. So we keep electing the same people into office. They keep doing the same stuff. It just goes on and on. So I don't, I don't know how we like I, – I honestly don't know how we stop this. I don't know how we – Like you, I, I don't. Th- I don't think we can convince these people. I mean, it's all there. It's all. It's all up front. It's all in your face. And if people just choose not to know about it. If they just choose not to, to think about it, you can lead a horse to water. Can't make them drink, right? You can tell people what's going on, but if they don't care, you know what are you supposed to do? Israel is um, our greatest ally, obviously. What would we do without them? <laughs> uh, and they're just, they're just, you know, vicious Nazis. Like, it's crazy. 
how an Israeli raid on a safe house ended with civilians killed. A New York Times analysis of video shows how an Israeli raid to capture Palestinian gunmen rippled into the most violent encounters in West Bank in decades. When Israeli forces entered the city of Nablus in the occupied West Bank on the morning of February 22nd, their goal was to apprehend three members of an armed Palestinian group in a single safe house. But after a firefight broke out with the three gunmen, chaos and violence spread well beyond the stated targets and into the busy surrounding streets. Minutes after the rare and risky daytime raid began, additional support vehicles from Israel's military, Israel's military and the police entered Nablus. Uh, establishing a perimeter around the old city, blocking entry and exit points, traveling in armored vehicles. Security forces were pelted with stones and oranges, and in some cases fired upon by uh, other Palestinian gunmen. In total, 11 people were killed and over 100 wounded, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. The Israeli Defense Force reported no injuries. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but it's just like, it's just so brutal. It's just so brutal. No injuries on the Israeli side, but just like a dozen people killed and over 100 wounded. Okay. The operation came at a time when the situation in the West Bank has been rapidly deteriorating. One act of violence is typically responded to by another, accelerating a cycle of bloodshed. Palestinian officials said this is the deadliest start to a year since 2064. Palestinians have been killed over the last two months, and at least 13 Israels have been killed in the territory and uh, Jerusalem. The Times obtained security camera footage, witness uh, video, and testimony from multiple locations in Nablus, reviewed the posts and live streams. Social media captured the operation to establish where the raid and ensuing lethal action played out. In response to a question from the Times, the IDF said, uh, IDF said that the circumstances of the raid were uh, under examination. So, the, the, And again, the, the crazy thing about this is that the the government of Israel seems to be using a, a two-pronged approach where they have the official army able to go in and uh, pretty much murder indiscriminately while simultaneously they have um, mobs of civilian settlers uh, storm the place and carry out uh, unrestricted vigilante justice against anybody. And then those people who carry out that vigilante justice uh, go totally unpunished, which is a little odd. In fact, I had the story. I was hoping I had it. Um, hoping I had it at hand. I'll, maybe I'll have to find it during the. Uh, oh no, here it is. Yeah, Al Jazeera uh, reports. So, settler extremist sowing terror. Huwara riot was a pogrom. Top general says. Uh, this was the, the vigilante justice I'm talking about. Top West Bank general says the army was unprepared for the settler pogrom in Huwara. An Israeli general in charge of troops in the West Bank says vigilante settlers rampaging through a Palestinian town Sunday night carried out a pogrom, catching the military off guard. GOC Central Command Major General Yehuda Fuchs told Hebrew language media that he's worried clashes between soldiers and settlers will eventually lead to Israelis being killed, accusing Jewish extremists of, quote, spreading terror. Fuchs said troops were prepared for small-scale disturbances Sunday night following a deadly terror attack near Nablus earlier in the day, expecting groups of settlers to protest at junctions and throw stones at Palestinian cars. Instead, dozens of people ran riot through Huara and other nearby towns, leaving one Palestinian dead and several, dozen, uh, several others injured, as well as torching homes and cars. What happened in Huara? 
Lara, he said, it was a pogrom carried out by lawbreakers. We were not ready for a pogrom on the scale of dozens of people with flammable material uh, material and the means to set it on fire, heading to 20 or more places, as well as confronting soldiers and commanders and police at the junction and setting random Palestinian homes and cars on fire. We were not prepared for that many people, how they came, the scale, the force of the violence they used, and the planning they had carried out. While taking responsibility for the army's inability to staunch Palestinian terror, he slams vigilanteism among the settlers trying to deal with the issue uh, themselves. And so you had one dead, uh, 75 buildings burned, and 300 people injured as a response or as a uh, consequence of the uh, Israeli terror. Israeli rampage on West Bank Village leaves one dead, 390 injured. I'm sorry, nearly 400, and 75 burnt homes. And uh, then if you go to uh, Al Jazeera, Israel releases settlers arrested after anti-Palestinian attacks. Only eight Jewish settlers were arrested after Sunday's attack on villages near Nablus. They left one Palestinian dead and set fire to homes and cars, uh, and they were uh, released after that. So Israeli authorities have released all suspects arrested after a Sunday night rampage by Jewish settlers in the occupied West Bank, which killed one Palestinian, injured hundreds, and destroyed Palestinian homes and property. Uh, Six suspects had been released on Monday, and the further two were released to house arrest on Tuesday. No other settlers uh, believed to be uh, arrested. Did I mention they're our, uh, our top ally, and we have to give them $10 billion a year? Because, that, you know, without them, you would have terror in the Middle East. If we didn't support Israel, can you imagine the terror that we have, that we'd have? It'd be of a completely different flavor than the one that we have now, and that's unacceptable, apparently. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to mention, for the reason I was covering all the Israeli stuff, uh, Israel should, quote, wipe out Palestinian town of Huwara, says Senior Minister Smotrick. Huwara Huwara needs to be wiped out. I think the state of Israel should do it, top Netanyahu ally says, days after settlers rampage through West Bank town following terror attack. Far-right minister uh, Bazalel Smotrich, one of the most senior members of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's government, said Wednesday that Israel should wipe out the Palestinian town of Huwara uh, in the West Bank. Uh, the religious Zionism party leader who was taking part in a financial conference hosted by the Marker Business Daily said uh, – was asked why on Sunday evening he liked a tweet by Samaria Regional Council Deputy Mayor Davedi bin Zion that called to, quote, wipe out the village of Huwara today. He replied, quote, because I think the village of Huwara needs to be wiped out, I think the state of Israel should do it. And again, you know, it's like it's like weird that a lot of people on uh, the conservative side of things in America are so dedicated to Israel. People like Charlie Kirk saying that you basically aren't Christian if you don't support Israel. When I just see so much of what's happening in Israel reflected here, right? It's sort of the same tactics that you see with like Antifa and uh, the U.S. government. And sort of, you know, it goes into the theme of what we talk about a lot with the Great Reset where like if a manufacturing plant is burned or if it's shut down by the government, you know, what's really the difference? If it's a policy or terrorism, the outcome is the same. And, you know, so right now it's like you've got Antifa mobs that will you know, burn cities and riot and uh, you know, throw bottles at cops and uh, they get released the next day, right? They're out immediately, no, no charges, maybe, maybe probation that doesn't get uh, adhered to. Like just, they're just allowed to do whatever they want. They're like the foot soldier vigilante, uh, unapproved like citizen army of the New World Order and then – you know they can go in and do whatever the hell they want, and then their victims, the people that you know suffer under them, are then deemed a domestic terrorist by the establishment, and they'll send the FBI to kick your door down and arrest you for uh, trying to oppose. I mean that's literally what the Proud Boys are. That was the entire point of them was that Antifa during the 2016 election was allowed to literally like beat the crap out of Trump supporters, show up at Trump events throw fireworks into the crowd like it just they just do you know bash people on the head with bike locks like they just never got in trouble just never nobody did anything right the police weren't there to protect anybody so right-wing men trump supporters were like all right well we're going to defend ourselves then we're going to band together and oppose antifa to protect the people that antifa are attacking and of course now uh, the proud boys are deemed domestic terrorists and uh, all their leadership has been arrested and destroyed. So it's it's this like one two punch of the vigilante extremist terrorist civilians uh, with the approval and cooperation and sometimes you know coordination with the actual established uh, powers that be. So the same things uh, happening in Israel, where you've got you know mobs of Jewish extremists going in and you know burning an entire city. Uh, then only eight of them getting arrested, all eight of them being released within two days, uh, only to have the government say, yeah, we just need to destroy this whole town. Obviously, this town is causing trouble. This Palestinian town is causing trouble 
it keeps getting attacked. Like we should probably just wipe it off the map. And it's like, how do you not feel some uh, similarities to the Palestinians? The only problem is we don't have what the Palestinians have. I don't know how the Palestinians keep it up. But my God, how do you not respect the Palestinian commitment to being anti-Israel? I mean, we're under one one-hundredth of what they've been – like one one-thousandth, like my God, what they've been through. And we're just like, oh, man, this sucks. They're out there like throwing oranges at rocks at tanks. <laughs> would you have Would you have the, the guts or the, the fire in your belly to go out and throw a rock at a tank if the American government went all Israel on us? <laughs> it's like we're in the same situation. I don't think we have the same fire. I don't think we have the same fire in our bellies. I really don't think we do, which is a shame. Because that's what you need when you're facing off against a totalitarian regime. We have the totalitarian regime, but uh, very little of the equivalent pushback to all of it. We're going to go to a lot of videos here. I have a lot of videos to go to. All sorts of lies being told and new, terrifying, dystopian ways to uh, spy on all of us. And we'll get to all that in just a second. We're about to end the uh, first hour, and I haven't plugged once very stupid of me. We got to go to InfoWarsStore.com. Everybody listening to me right now, please go to InfoWarsStore.com for your own health, for your own benefit, your own sake, as well as, of course, to keep us on air, keep us broadcasting, and keep us just trying to get to the truth and some semblance of peace in a world that is ruled by the most despicable, heartless monsters uh, that have ever lived. It's really something else. I sort of talked through this one. We're, we're not going to be able to play in the next in the next one either. I can tell you the moment that I got blackpilled <laughs> this morning. I was watching a video. We'll show you the whole video. We'll show you the whole thing. It's, uh, I think it was published on Gateway Pundit. Some mother testifying about what happened to their um, adopted child. And it's just, you know... I went on a on a rant a little while ago that I think Robot Polisher re-edited up. I, then I played it again on this show. But, you know, it was, it was about COVID, and it was just this idea that, like, yeah, they're all in on it. They're all in on it, all of them. Everybody participating, everybody collaborating, everybody giving shots they know don't work or covering up their own vax injuries so they don't give ammo to the anti-vaxxers. Like, they're all, they're all in on it. And, and this is another case. You know, it was like reading... Um, RFK Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Because at first you think like, all right, this Anthony Fauci guy, we got we to get rid of him. He's behind so much of this horrible stuff. We got to get rid of this guy. And then you read a book that really lays out the history and you're like, okay, so we don't just need to get rid of this guy. We need to get rid of this whole organization and the organization that it's under and the organization that it's under. Like the rot is so deep at this point the cancer of whatever this is. Like, it's not progressivism. It's not, like, Democrats or, like, liberals. Like, there's something else happening here. And we'll show you the video on the other side. Again, I'm just, I, like, I really can't even describe what's happening all around us. Just continually, forever. Because nobody's doing anything to stop it. 
you're, you're going to, you know, hear this video in a little bit of this girl that was like, like not just, not just failed by the authorities, but actively targeted and abused literally and mentally like by every authority, right? Not just one, not just like an out of control judge, but like the judge in the case and the lawyers in the case and the police in the case and the NGOs in the case. I mean, just every single one of these people participates in this crime. It's like, yeah, literally all of them, literally all. So I don't know how we get out of this exactly, but I know, um, Asking people to not do this is uh, not a viable option. <laughs> right? Just, would you mind not uh, destroying our children? Like they've decided they want to. We're going to show lots of videos in the second hour. In fact, we're going to uh, go to the uh, FBI interview, Chris Ray's interview yesterday, and just talk about the just stunning number of lies that he spread. And again, this is the frustrating part. It's like, Maybe it was always an illusion. Maybe it it never really was like, like maybe I'm nostalgic for a time that didn't actually exist. But I would like to think that there was a time in American history when like it, the FBI head wouldn't just say lies that everybody knew were false, right? We have the Twitter files now. We've seen what the FBI has done in coordination with big tech and Chris Ray just gets up and goes, nope, it's never, it didn't happen. That's not true, and we never did that. And like I like to think that maybe at one point there was an America where that type of just in-your-face lie from somebody with inordinate, just unrestricted power in America would have some pushback to it. Would, would like the next day be brought up on charges the next day be hauled into congress to answer for why he lied to the american people maybe that never existed it certainly doesn't exist now uh and it really is starting to seem like they're all in on it all of them right? every single one of them we'll get into it i've got some good news our high quality supplements really work and we have about an 80 percent reorder rate with customers that's the good news they're amazing The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder it and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high quality full spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarStore.com Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Just wild, wild stuff happening. 
uh, totally crazy. All right. We had on Jose Vega a few days ago. He, of course, made a name for himself after confronting uh, congressmen, including Hakeem Jeffries, on the war in Ukraine. He goes up to them when uh, they are appearing in public. When he's given the microphone to ask a question, he asks why they aren't investigating the Nord Stream pipeline, why they aren't doing more to avoid the headlong drive uh, we're experiencing towards nuclear war. It was actually kind of uh, it's actually kind of cool. Jose Vega was on our show, and then I went back to my office. I had RT on the TV, and th- there's Jose Vega on RT. So he was he was doing a lot of media, you know, get, getting himself out there, telling other people, hoping to inspire other people to do this. Obviously, somebody noticed. Jose Vega wrote this on Twitter. I was called by a special agent in the U.S. Capitol Police in Washington, D.C., who works in the Threat Assessment Department about an hour ago. Let me be clear. That's D.C. police calling me about an event that happened in New York City. She asked me questions like, will you be visiting Jeffries again? What would have happened if you weren't escorted out? Truth is, if I wasn't escorted out, the same thing would have happened at other interventions. Jeffrey would have had to, uh, wouldn't have answered me on what I demanded an answer to. I asserted to her that I'm exercising my First Amendment right. I would never hurt a representative of the United States in any way and that the characteristics of the intervention are always exclusively nonviolent. Is free speech free or not? I want my American followers to know that it is a privilege to be able to intervene in our congressional town halls. Other countries' free speech laws laws aren't as strong as ours, and people may end up hurt or in jail in other countries for doing what we do. And with that, privilege comes a responsibility to stand up for what's right and call out injustice when you see it. These are the people who represent us, right? You have a moral obligation and the uh, and the right to stand up and speak truth to power. People like AOC, Jamal uh, Bowman of, in, of New York, Representative Jeffries, Representatives Espilat, Espilat uh, are running scared because we because for once they've been held to account. We've caused a dent. If you ever get a call like this or are harassed in any way, contact me because we're winning. Let's keep the momentum going. Good to see him uh, staying up for this. But just like everything else we talk about here, right? Uh, everything that the New World Order, the, the I don't even know what you want, the powers that be. Everything they do has a double purpose. Everything they do is predicated on a dishonest cause. So because January 6th, they took January 6th, a riot that they started, they organized, they exacerbated. We've seen all the evidence of it. But they took that unapproved walking tour of the Capitol and expanded the Capitol Police. And they did it for a couple reasons in a couple different ways, and now we see the purpose of it is uh, Jose Vega starting a insurrection. Is he a, a white supremacist, domestic terrorist? He's an American citizen going to a town hall and demanding his congressman answer a question. Now he's getting calls and being investigated by the Capitol Police. This is what the purpose is, just like the censorship Programs brought in ostensibly on COVID misinformation were then immediately turned to silence people who were dissenting against the war in Ukraine. See, all these things get put into place with lies, with ostensibly reasonable purpose behind them. But then immediately, and without even the attempt to justify it, they get turned towards anti-war activists, 
you know, pro-freedom activists. And we've co- we covered this extensively when it first happened, but it's worth going back and reminding everybody just what the Capitol Police has become since January 6th. Just what, what the infinitely gullible consumers of mainstream media allowed to happen as a consequence of the farce of January 6th. We'll cover what that looks like on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. Jose Vega made a name for himself uh, standing up and asking questions at town halls to congressmen that they didn't want to answer. You would think this would, uh, you know, clap back against the congressmen themselves, right? You would think that when they were pressed to justify the decisions and the votes that they take, and when they're unable to do so and instead kick out the person asking the question, you would think that everybody else would look askance at that congressman and go, well, hold on. If there's not a good reason for your decision, why did you make it? And if you're going to make decisions without being able to justify them, then we need somebody else in your position. You're, you're going to suffer electorally because you know, clearly you, you don't know what you're doing. That's not what happens. That's not no, what, what happens instead in, in this new America, this great reset, bizarro world version of a once great country. Uh, what happens is that the security guards at the Capitol start investigating you and going after you. Again, hard to, hard to even convey if you, don't, if you can't understand already just how dangerous this whole thing is. But it's worth it to go back and remind ourselves – what the Capitol Police have been doing behind the scenes for the last two years. Unaccountable and armed with sweeping powers, what's behind the U.S. Capitol's police's expansion beyond D.C.? On July 6th of uh, 2021, the United States Capitol Police announced it would be expanding its presence beyond Washington, D.C. by creating field offices in California and Florida, quote, with additional regions in near future in order to ensure security for members of Congress outside the uh, national capital region. Now, Hakeem Jeffries' security was never at risk here. He went into a public place and had somebody ask him a question. This person still got investigated. They're still getting intimidating phone calls from the U.S. Capitol Police just to let him know that they're keeping an eye on him because he opposes the Ukraine war, of course. So the, our, our Congress people now – Work and live behind metal fences with barbed wire on top with their own personal unaccountable police force to intimidate and threaten anybody who makes a fool of them in public. And we're just – and they're just doing it, and they're just doing this. So 
The USCP also adopted a new critical incident response team, which envisages the rapid mobilization of local, state, and federal manpower, including the Department of Defense, to respond to planned and or no-notice emergencies. Not actual emergency, not like when mobs are burning down buildings or whatever. That's that's fine. That's allowed. You'll see the Capitol Police on their knees with their fists in the air as uh, they're pelted with rocks. But when, you know, a uh, citizen journalist, an activist, a public figure uh, asks a question they don't like, well, that's where they really come into force. That's that's what they're really all about. Furthermore, in order to become an intelligence-based protective agency, the USCP is going to obtain access to, quote, state-of-the-art campus surveillance technology, which will enhance the ability to detect and monitor threat activity through a loan from the Pentagon. Meanwhile, it has vastly increased the information shared with sworn officers about obtained intelligence and event planning internally. For its part, the Capitol Police leadership has increased intelligence sharing and collaboration between all of its local, state, and federal law enforcement partners, as well as increased its partnership within the intelligence community and congressional stakeholders congressional stakeholders using the language of the world economic forum there to describe representatives in the american government the uscp's uh new strategy has raised many eyebrows amongst conservatives and independent observers the united states capitol police is opening up regional offices prompting concerns the police body is acting outside of its jurisdiction and charter wrote kyle becker former associate producer at fox news and ceo of becker news <laughs> seems like gee, it, it seems like maybe they're you know going past their original remit and it's just like uh, gee you think you think you hired bodyguards to patrol the capitol building and now they have satellite offices in florida where they're getting state-of-the-art technology from the pentagon to spy surveil and intimidate anti-war activists gee you think that might be a little bit beyond the pale i think that might be the beginning of something horrifying Becker's drawn attention to the fact that the Capitol Police action plan includes recommendations of the newly established and largely partisan House Select Committee launched by Speaker Nancy Pelosi to review the causes of the January 6th incident. Pelosi is, quote, one of the principals who expert who's who exerts authority over the Capitol Police. Remarkably, the 13 member select committee includes just one Republican. Besides USCP's apparent partisanship, the Agency is, quote, exempt from the normal mechanisms of public accountability, Becker pointed out. Therefore, for example, being a part of the legislative branch, the Capitol Police is exempt from any Freedom of Information Act request, according to the conservative reporter. He also lamented the fact that the agency, quote, escaped all public responsibility for killing an unarmed Trump supporter and military veteran Ashley Babbitt on the 6th of January, 2021. Independent journalist and lawyer Glenn Greenwald also sounded alarm over the Capitol Police's expansion and increased funding. He remarks that earlier in May 2021, the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives approved close to $2 billion in additional spending for the agency. It has So now the uh, Congress people have their own intelligence agency and police force. The Capitol Police on steroids expanding into multiple states and armed with all new intelligence powers. So again, it's hard to it's hard to fully encapsulate everything that's going on right now. But you've got the intelligence apparatus, the intelligence agencies, the various the, the constellation of domestic and international spy agencies that at this point are fully 
cooperating with and partnered with big tech to both get unfettered and unwarranted access to your personal information, real-time spying capability through any electronic you know they can get. The Capitol Police, who are outside of the security of the FOIA request and can do basically whatever they want and have been given new incredible powers, including things like spy balloons that can float above a city and have, has cameras um, of high enough resolution to basically spy on the whole city at once. That was just one of the various new exciting technologies that the Capitol Police were using. They can demand that information be taken off of the internet. They can feed false information to the mainstream media, knowing full well that the mainstream media will not do any due diligence and will repeat it verbatim. They can publish any policy, promote any policy, put any policy into action, whether through the proper channels or through executive order or anything else. And if you oppose it, they can target you as a domestic terrorist. They'll call you a domestic terrorist if you have a personal grievance about a policy that has affected you and your family. They have no burden or obligation to actually respect that feeling. No, they instead call you a domestic terrorist and kick your door down, haul you away in handcuffs. They're coming together to do things like issue official statements and memos, 50 intelligence agents agents signing it, declaring things like the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. The FBI started exacerbated and continued the entire baseless scam of the Russia collusion conspiracy and hobbled Donald Trump's entire uh, presidency. They're out of control. It's beyond anything we've experienced in America before. It's to the level of like Soviet secret police except we all know about it. It's happening right in front of us. They're doing it on purpose, lying to us about it to our faces. And the people that we elect to represent us apparently don't just not care. They approve of and are utilizing these to their own benefit to avoid being questioned by their uh, citizens. It's the end of the country, folks. This is it. It's hard to believe that we're already going into March 2023. And the world is an insane place. World War III has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to keep the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsTore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, or the great reset in the war for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth finally back in stock after over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsTore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsTore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at InfoWarsTore. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you. 
and fears you. And that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. just the Capitol Police that have been weaponized against the American people. Obviously, we know about the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and all the other three-letter agencies that stand like prison bars all around us. But even uh, seemingly mundane aspects of the U.S. government are now being uh, weaponized for unholy purpose. Uh, literally, Heather on Twitter wrote this. One week ago today, a friend of mine received the following email from Twitter's legal team. He was given one week to obtain legal counsel to attempt to quash the efforts of the Treasury Department to obtain an abundance of personal information without a warrant. You see the Twitter email here says, Dear Twitter user, we are writing to inform you that Twitter has received the attached legal process dated February 2nd, 2023 regarding your Twitter account. This legal process obligates Twitter to produce information related to your account. Because remember – and this is kind of the thing. I was thinking about this, um, and I was thinking about the way that people fall for the World Economic Forum's lies their 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 grand designs and how if you take it at face value just like almost any technology it could be used for good it could be but it's not going to be and we're almost hamstrung by our legal system because our legal system was built to protect the rights of citizens from the government and now the tyrants have learned that they can circumvent that by employing private organizations. So, for example, with something like CBDCs, uh, surveillance of financial transactions. If you put everybody on CBDCs and then used it to, like, in a month's time, just find all the pedophiles, all the drug dealers, all the, there's all the people committing crimes and locked them up. And didn't care about anything else going on, like it would it could actually be a positive thing, could actually have positive effects. Of course, on its face, it's just a violation of privacy in general. So it's not like I'm advocating for this, but I'm just trying to imagine like what when normal people hear like, well, CBDCs will be able to track everything and and you know, really crack down on crime. Like, what would that look like if that was true? I guess it would be something like that. It would be like, you know. You'd uh, find suspicious transactions. You might go investigate that, find out what the real transactions really are for, and be able to stop criminals just wholesale, just across the board, be able to put them out of business. That'd be pretty cool. 
be pretty nice if that was the case. But see, in the legal system, people accused of crimes like that have protections, have rights, have the ability to face their accuser and uh, you know be represented in court and have due process and you know all the very the Fifth Amendment, all these various amendments and and rights encapsulated in there that are necessary if you're going after actual criminals. If you're just going after somebody's livelihood, if you're just going after somebody who said something wrong online, there's no protections for that officially like baked in. So instead we're like entering into this space where we still have these legacy protections for criminals, but the way people are being targeted now for their you know, the amount of carbon they consume or the amount of meat they eat or the amount that they drive or the words that they say, there's no protection in that. And so we're left with a situation where only the criminals have protection, but these things can be used without reservation against people who have not committed crimes, against people who have not been charged with anything. And this ties into everything. You know, it ties into what's happening with Scott Adams and uh, Kanye West, right? You've got, you know, just like look at the number of people, especially like singers, rap stars, movie stars, people like that, that, you know, they're rapists, they're murderers. You know, what's his name? Polanski gets like a standing ovation at the Oscars, literally raped a child and fled the country to to escape justice. They love that guy. Uh, so all these all these laws are in place for protection of those people. But uh, you know, if you say something like "I'm going to go DefCon three on Jews," well, then you'll have your life destroyed, and there's no due process for that. You know, it almost goes back to the Me Too movement, also, right? This idea of like that under law, the punishment has to fit the crime. That there's a prescribed amount of justice you can get from somebody. Like if you're somebody's a murderer, they go away for life. If somebody's a thief, they go away for a certain amount of time. They have to pay restitution. Like you have these things delineated out, and you don't send somebody to the uh, electric chair. They stole a candy bar, right? Cruel and unusual punishment. But that doesn't exist when it's just corporations doling out so-called justice. When it's banks and publishing houses destroying someone's life over a frankly totally unobjectionable opinion they have we're just entering into a strange world that our laws are not prepared for that our laws do not benefit or serve the regular normal people that are being attacked and punished they only serve the criminals at this point it's a little little troubling so going back to this uh Twitter tells this person uh, this information has been requested. You have a week to uh, get a court order to countermand that request or else we are obligated to comply with it. So again, sort of an an inversion of – an inversion of the like innocent until proven guilty, right? This person has actually been convicted of anything. Uh, a government agency has just requested information. Now it's up to them to prove that the government doesn't need that information. Sort of an impossible task. But again, this is just the, the general inversion that's taking place overall. Funnily enough, the Twitter people actually link to um, the ACLU, which is very funny because especially if this was some sort of uh, – like the ACLU is probably the ones that like, wrote this stuff for the government. But here's the actual order. The Treasury Inspector General for the Tax Administration issues this subpoena to Twitter. 
You're hereby commanded to appear before blank, an official of the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, the city of Washington, D.C. You're hereby requested to bring with you and produce at said time the following, see attached A, which are necessary in the performance of the responsibility of Inspector General under 5 U.S.C. Appendix to conduct and supervise audits and investigations to promote economy, efficiency, and effectiveness in the administration and to prevent and detect fraud and abuse in and relating to the program, the uh, operations of the Department of the Treasury and the Internal Revenue Service. So there in um, the, the, the head Treasury Secretary is uh, in Ukraine helping to further an illegal war with billions of your dollars. Um, well, meanwhile, the Treasury is demanding Twitter give you personal information, including names, including subscriber names, usernames, and screen names uh, on the subscriber registered to the uh, Twitter account that they're requesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, ad- they, so they want names, addresses, including mailing addresses, residential addresses, business and email addresses, records of session times and durations, and the temporarily assigned network. So they want their IP associated with those sessions. Length of service, telephone and instrument numbers, electronic serial numbers, mobile equipment uh, identifiers, other subscriber numbers and identifiers, including temporary assigned network addresses. So they want IP addresses. Uh, means and service of payment for such service, including credit, uh, debit card, and bank account number. So the Treasury is, is going to Twitter and demanding literally every scrap of information they can get about this person, which is everything, because they're tied into everything. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or a great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal. I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. We'll be taking your calls throughout the rest of the show today. Still a lot of videos to show you. 1-877-789-2539. Uh, give us a call about anything you really want. Yesterday, the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, did an interview with Fox News where he just looked right into the camera and just spouted lies that we all know are lies. He did this with the confidence of a man who thinks he is above the law. So funny how many times we've heard nobody is above the law recently and then you just have – just blatant lawbreakers across the board 
getting away with it because clearly certain people are above the law in this country. Other people are continually under the law. <laughs> Some people who are not criminals are punished as if they are while the actual criminals get off scot-free. It's, it's almost like just the way things work at this point. It's just a fact. Like it's not – it's like you have a few examples to point to. It's just like this is the way the machine operates now. So we'll go to some of these videos. Let's go to uh, clip number 14. Here is the FBI director just straight up lying on camera when asked about the Twitter files. Let's watch. Investigation from the beginning. Have you found that? I have not found anything like that. Uh, All right. So let's talk about the FBI and what you told Big Tech or some agents did about the authenticity and providence of Hunter Biden's laptop. What about that from an FBI perspective? The FBI does not and is not in the business of functioning as the truth police. Understood. So we don't tell social media companies to censor anything well, or remove Well, the Twitter file suggests something different. I mean, there was an FBI request numerous times. Um, Taibbi puts it out, FBI San Francisco request to ban certain accounts. Uh, Twitter personnel in this case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts that the FBI wanted to ban or, or suspend. Um, was, is it appropriate to flag social media accounts for on Twitter or elsewhere due to politics or uh, government policies when it comes to COVID? Uh, is it appropriate in any way? You're saying it doesn't happen, but there's evidence that it had. We don't tell social media companies to ban accounts. But you suggest. Well, what we do is tell social media companies about information that we have about foreign disinformation campaigns by foreign actors, by foreign intelligence services. And those companies then make decisions. Except that they're not, right? Except that they aren't foreign actors. They're American actors, right? And they're not foreign disinformation campaigns. It's actually American people telling the truth. He's got his facts a little wrong there, a little mixed up. But he doesn't, does he? I mean, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's just lying. Like he's just lying. I mean, it's like it's like the emperor's new clothes or something. It, it it really is. Like we're just sitting here going, the man is saying the sky is red. He's lying. Like why? How can you not see this? How can nothing be done about this? How can liberals support this? And I see on Twitter all these liberals being like, "Wow, so the Republicans are attacking the FBI now? I thought you were the party of da da da." And it's just like, "Okay, can you just stop for a second, though?" Can you just stop being petulant morons for just like a single second so we can come together and actually solve this? No, you can't do that, can you? It's just insane. It's just completely insane. This is a story from all the way back in December. FBI gaslights America over Twitter files. FBI is gaslighting the American people over the stunning, if unsurprising, evidence that engaged in a conspiracy with big tech to silence wrongthinkers in violation of the First Amendment, as the Twitter files have revealed. Meanwhile, in attacking those who refuse to be gaslit, the Bureau is also telegraphing that it would respond to con Congress investigating its hyperpolitization and weaponization with relentless information warfare. The gaslighting comes in the preeminent in the preeminent law enforcement agency's move along nothing to see here response to the Twitter files. It stated that, quote, correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional, longstanding and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements. The FBI, it says, provides cr uh, critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow them to protect themselves and their customers by lying to them and demanding that they silence people telling the truth. 
and then pay them millions of dollars when they do it. So it's just like these people are just lying. They're not going to admit that they're lying. I, again, I don't know how you deal with people like this without just, you know, at a certain point, like, you just can't listen to them anymore. You can't listen to them. You can't talk to them. I, I just, I, you know, <laughs> you got a guy, you got a guy in your house pouring gasoline around and sitting there trying to light a match. And you go, you're trying to burn this house down. He's like, no, no, I'm not actually. Trust me, I'm not. He's like getting dizzy from the gasoline fumes. He's just like, no, I'm not though. No, trust me, I'm not. It's like at a certain point, you see he's lying. You know he's lying. You know what they're doing is an attack on you. What do you do? What do you do about this? Here's the kind of misconduct that the FBI wants you to believe is totally normal, referring a myriad of tweets, a myriad tweets concerning inherently political matters to Twitter's censorship team for purging. So many tweets, in fact, that during one such bulk censorship request, a Twitter employee described the review of the possible violative content as a monumental undertaking, flagging specific Twitter accounts for the platform to take action against against up to and including suspension apparently for engaging in thought crime of promoting quote civic misinformation by making jokes related to the 2020 election paying twitter 3.4 million dollars for its time and effort censoring americans nowhere in that was foreign misinformation foreign bad actors was the fbi informing private companies just to protect them The FBI used allegations of foreign interference as a cover to pursue domestic wrong think as its 80-agent strong foreign interference task force co- coordinated with Twitter. For their part, Twitter executives seemed to find scant evidence of such interference, a throwback to Russiagate and the targeting of the Trump campaign on accusation advisor uh, Carter Page was a Russian ag- uh, asset. Authorities also apparently sought to treat election misinformation as a dire threat, a pretext perhaps more disturbing than the security apparatus's now familiar crying wolf over – uh, Russian interference. It's well known that by now the security state has linked skepticism over election integrity to, quote, insurrection and sought to cast skeptics as violent domestic extremists. And then go on TV and just go, no, it's not happening. You know? This brings us to the FBI's telegraphing of a relentless information operation to come. The Bureau claimed in response to the Twitter files that its collusion with Twitter was completely above board and, quote, conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit the agency. The agency, is other wor- in other words, isn't in the wrong. You are for pointing out the discrediting behavior. And what's more, as America faces a dangerous pandemic of mis, dis, and malinformation, you may well be a contributor to, de- violent, uh, to domestic violent extremism, even if you're not a terrorist yourself. So, you know. It's everyone. It's everyone. It- it's literally the entire apparatus it's it's literally everyone there's nobody standing up for the american people there's nobody that gives a damn about the rights that we're guaranteed by god there's nobody that's willing to fight for us or that isn't controlled and manipulated into submission to this intelligence coup that our country has gone under they run the country now 
It's the big tech censors. It's the congressmen themselves who perpetuate this. It's the warmongers in the Pentagon and the weapons manufacturers. It's the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve and the international banks and it's the World Economic Forum and it's the investment firms like BlackRock and it's the media companies like Disney. So it's all of them against us. It's a miracle we've lasted this far, this long, but you don't vote your way out of this. You don't ask your way out of this, especially not with the people that we have representing us. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I want to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Let's go out to your phone calls now. We've got uh, Sean in California. He's called in about a story I saw on the Gateway Pundit. Uh, go ahead, Sean. You're on the air. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, Harrison. My phone coming in okay today? Yeah, sound great. All right. All the rain and snow and winds we're getting. Sometimes you can't be too sure. Uh, and speaking of can't be too sure, did I, I haven't had the chance to tra- track this down yet. Is it is there anything on your end about Kevin McCarthy taking that footage back from Tucker Carlson that he's basically doing a U-turn and kind of uh, not following through on his word? Because that's the gossip I'm getting on social media. Um, I'm kind of concerned about that. And then uh, other item of concern, I haven't been able to hear any smoking guns yet, but apparently a lot of people around Katie Hobbs are apparently being connected to a bunch of MS-13 arrests. 
and uh, corruption of judges and lawyers and things over there in Maricopa County, Arizona. So do you guys got any further insight on that? Uh, I do have the Gateway Pundit article here about the uh, McCarthy and the January 6th tapes. Uh, The headline is, did Speaker McCarthy just pull a huge bait and switch? Tucker Carlson and staff are not allowed to record or remove January 6th surveillance footage from the U.S. Capitol. On February 20th, it was reported that uh, Chad McCarthy would be releasing all 44,000 hours of footage from January 6th to Fox News host Tucker Carlson, giving him exclusive access to the Capitol surveillance footage. Uh, but now it appears as though that may not be true. In January, Car- uh, Carlson slammed the U.S. government for hiding information from the American public. He pointed out the ridiculous logic of those who warned that releasing the January 6th Capitol footage could threaten national security. We're now learning that Tucker Carlson's staff will not be allowed to freely record footage from January 6th. They may request particular clips and that his staffers are not allowed to record or remove any videos from a specific screening area. Uh, Fox News host Tucker Carlson's staff was permitted to view but not record portions of some of uh, 41,000 hours of police footage, uh, police videos documenting the events of January 6, 2021, with the opportunity to request copies of some clips under an agreement reached with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's office, according to high-ranking Republican member of a committee that oversees U.S. Capitol Police. Uh, this is a pretty, pretty, you know, outraging overall. I mean, yeah, that's uh, troublesome, Harrison. Uh, Part of that uh, makes me wonder, and this is just me, you know, kind of uh, connecting some dots here. I believe you guys broke it that there were some Ukrainians that were in that crowd on January 6th instigating a in, uh, case or two. Maybe that's why they're, they're citing national security, since uh, the Democrats have such a love fest for Ukraine going on. Maybe uh, they don't want to upset the Applecock with their neocon allies. Just uh, me postulating there, but yeah, it's, it smells fishy and it smells bad. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I. I mean, I, I didn't think that Tucker Carlson would just be handed all of the footage. I kind of assumed it would be something like this. And even when they announced it, he said, you know, he's like, for the last two weeks, we've been going to this office to review the footage. So, you know, it was always going to be contained by the by the government, and then they were going to go there and choose the footage they wanted and then get copies of that rather than just the bulk uh, copy. So they could still be doing that. You know, you could still potentially – uh, see all the things they want to see, but you know it's type of thing. And there's this discrepancy of the numbers, right? Some people say forty four thousand, some people say forty one thousand, and they use these numbers like interchangeably as if they're the same. They're not. That's three thousand hours of footage difference. And you could show, I, I you know, I could show you, well, I could show you forty thousand hours of footage with the one important hour taken out, and the rest of that footage is is pointless. So, you know. The things that we want to see are likely the things that are uh, being kept from us. I would love to see uh, all the footage be released eventually, but if, um, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the uh, what's like where this came, like what this uh, article was inspired by, what it came from. I know one thing that's happened is that a bunch of other media companies are complaining that Tucker Carlson gets exclusive access to this and they're demanding, you know, special access to it, which they can just shut up. <laughs> like what? No, you, it's not, that's not the way this works. You don't get to like, you, they're like advocating to not see it. And then once somebody gets to see it, they're like, actually we should be the ones seeing it. ABC, CBS, we should all be the ones seeing it, not just Fox news. It's like, that's just not the way it works. So, you know, well, with that, that indiscrepancy of the number, uh, Harrison, 
ties right into Christopher Ray doing the nothing to see here uh, bit, you know, with the uh, online censorship, et cetera. If they're saying it's the low number and we turned over the low number, and yet there's actually that high number, all the crucial stuff could be what's missing. And with someone like a Christopher Ray saying, oh, nothing to see, move along. Well, the stuff that could uh, clear Joe Biggs or clear other people could be what they edit. So that's yeah. uh, very disturbing, but they don't call it the criminal justice system for nothing. They yeah. tell on themselves and every name they give themselves. Well, and look, you know, that to me would be the way to approach this. But again, I'm, I'm sort of like stuck in this paradigm of like wanting to still believe that we have some sort of government, <laughs> some sort of like a set of laws that everybody sticks to. We, we really don't anymore. So, you know. Anybody that's been convicted, if there is potentially exculpatory evidence, the prosecutor is required to give that to the defense. Like that's a it's a very basic aspect of criminal justice. And you have you know cases of serial killers overturned because there may have been some evidence that could have been exculpatory that the prosecutors hid and didn't present during discovery, and the whole thing gets thrown out. So you know. If if it was me, it would be you know anybody who's been thrown in prison for January six, like they have a legal right to have access to any information that may be exculpatory. It doesn't have to be proven to be exculpatory. If it might be exculpatory, they have a legal right to access to that information. And if it's being withheld, that's a violation of their constitutional rights. Of course, we don't have those anymore, and they do whatever the hell they want, and they run roughshod over every limitation. You know. Uh, enumerated by our constitution so that's just where we are they're just doing it again we come back to the topic of today which is just they're just doing it what are we going to do about it now in terms of the katie hobbs stuff i really haven't looked into it uh very much it uh just seemed like one of those things that nobody seems to actually be presenting evidence nobody i can tell is even like saying exactly what's going on i just I just can't be bothered. I just can't be bothered, honestly. It's like I just saw on Twitter, you know, all these people being like, you got to watch this. And it's just like a 42-minute long presentation. It's just like, no, no. If it was something real, you'd be able to say, here's what's happening. You'd be able to say, she took this bribe for this thing. Here's what happened. But instead, it's just like, she has been uh, insinuated to be maybe taking bribes from someone that might be a card. And it's just like, all right, well, give me the information. Give me the facts. And then I'll love to prevent, uh, present it, but so far I've seen um, nothing but speculation on that front. I haven't really looked into it that much, but uh, if, if anybody has information about it, you can call in and, uh, and let me know. But m- my research into it has basically come up with nothing, so I haven't covered that story. But thank you so much for the call, Sean. Let's go to Brad in Pennsylvania. Uh, you want to talk about what's happening with America and China? Thanks for calling in. Brad, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Good morning. morning. Um, I always tend to get nervous when I'm broadcast. I made some bullet points, so hopefully I don't trip up my words too badly. Um, First, I live in the heart of Amish country, and I can tell you that they are the de facto enemy, prime enemy of the New World Order, because, you know, everything they represent. China has everything they need except for enough food for its people, and America has always been the world's breadbasket. Why Bill Gates, China, and the big three asset managers are buying up all the farmland where they got all these millions of migrants pouring over the border with non-citizenship status for cheap labor, why the industry and wealth were transferred to China via the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations since the 70s. That's why they're trying to eradicate all white people, property owners, gun owners, veterans, and anybody who resists. Uh, That's why all the race hatred is being pushed. 
Nah, that's my theory. I completely agree. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I mean, uh, the centralization, the takeover of farmland, the imposition by the World Economic Forum that you have to get rid of your farmland. We covered the story yesterday. The UK, and it's not just America, right? So it's all the Western countries. The Netherlands yep. being forced to shut down thousands of farms despite uh, their parliament and their citizens voting against it, right? This is our democracy until you vote the wrong way, and then it's a it's a diktat from the powers that be. Uh, it's also the reason why in the UK, we covered the story yesterday, they're saying they're going to be getting rid of 40% of their farmland in order to grow biofuel to burn because they don't want to be using coal because apparently it's, it's, uh, it's better for the environment if you burn trees than uh, coal. Makes no sense, but that's what they're doing. Uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, all of these things uh, tying together, all of them uh, support one another. Like none of this None of this can be seen in any other way but a concerted attack on uh, white people in particular, right, people of European descent, but also uh, what people of European descent uh, created and invented in the world, which is uh, individual rights. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, racist. Uh, no, I think you're exactly right, Brad. I think your reading of the situation is on point. More of your calls on the other side, folks. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Humanity is in a fight for its very life. And InfoWars, for decades, has been at the very forefront of the fight for a pro-human future. We can't stay on air without your help. And I want to thank you all for your past support. And I want to encourage those of you that have never bought products at InfoWarsStore.com to go there and experience how amazing these products really are. Ultimate Bone Broth, finally, sold out for over two years, back in stock. Real Red Pill Plus, simply amazing. Nitric boosts what it does for your heart cardiovascular critical all these products like ultimate krill oil ultimate fish oil super male vitality they're all available and in stock ready to ship to you right now on infowarsstore.com and the final 1200 signed copies of my book the great reset and the war for the world and i'm not going to sign any more after that are exclusively available at infowarsstore.com as well in the last month i got a little busy so i didn't sign the books so we didn't have them for sale but now i signed the last books you can get them right now 